Hi guys, welcome or welcome back to the podcast. I've been meaning to watch that. I am your co-host Monica, and I'm joined by our wonderful co-host Glenn. Say hi, Glenn. Hi guys. Hi everyone. Hi guys. It's another podcast. This week, uh, less of a review podcast, more of just like a free form, like conversational kind of pod. Uh, today we're going to talk about TV shows that we haven't finished yet. You know, there are always those shows you start watching and you get really into it, and then something changes in the show, and you're like, mm, "I'm mm-hmm. done with this," and then you just stop watching it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get into that today. But before we do that, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, and don't forget to share the pod with your friends, and don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at I've Been Meaning to Pod, and also follow us on TikTok where we'll be posting clips as well. So. Before we get into the meat of our podcast, we are going to talk about Can't Wait to Watch, which is where we talk about movies and TV shows that we cannot wait to see. And one movie I can't wait to see that I was just telling Glenn about is a movie called X. It is a new film coming out from the studio A24, and it is a horror film about um, a couple of filmmakers. Uh, they set up to make an adult film in Texas, but their elderly hosts are a little, you know, they're a little on the, you know, weird side. Yeah. But uh, it's a really great film. Uh, it's very awesome. And it just premiered on South by Southwest. And it stars Jenny Ortega, Brittany Snow, who we love. It stars Kid Cudi, you know, who is... Scrum Delicious. So oh I can't wait to watch it. I think it's out now. I think I'll, I might go see it. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> it's going to be out on Thursday. So maybe I'll go see it next week. But I'm definitely going to go see it. Absolutely. 100% going to go see that. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, I mean, is there anything... <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, I hope that's everything that you dream for, everything that you wish uh, for. I really hate for the King Cuddy obsession to die so quickly. No, it's not. Like, <laughs> let me tell you something. It is, it's not, because it has 100% of Rotten Tomatoes. So that's all I need. Because <laughs> as I've said before, Rotten Tomatoes is not like the best review site, but, you know, we could go off on what people think of it from there. So I guess once I go see it, you know, maybe it'll like, you know, I'm sure it's good. Mm-hmm, I'm sure it's great. Mm-hmm. It's A24. You know, A24 rarely has bad films. True. Also, another A24 film is going to come out soon is After Gang, which is a movie starring Colin Farrell, whom I love. I think this already came out, probably. Yeah, I think this came out. No, it's coming out. It came out on the 4th. Okay. So it starts Colin Farrell, Jodie Turner-Smith, who I love, and also Justin H. Min. If you watch Umbrella Academy, you know who he is. I love that man so much. This young boy, he's so adorable. He's so, he is so handsome. Just so <laughs> sweet, so handsome. And it's a uh, movie about a family that has an android named Yang who uh, malfunctions. And in the process of that, they are trying to figure out, you know, like this is a young, you know, this is basically like the the father's, you know, the daughter, it's like her friend. That's who Yang is. And Justin H. Min plays Yang. And the movie is like exploring, is Yang a person or is Yang just an android? Is, is Yang just an, an AI companion? Like mm-hmm. what, what do we think of this? And I'm excited to watch it because Colin Farrell is so good. He's, 
like he's such an amazing actor and I love him so much this is the thing I love actors that like are known but they aren't like no no you know what I mean like you yeah. recognize him kind of but you don't really like like you know you know but he's so good he's also in this miniseries called The North Water and he was in The Lobster that was directed by Yorgos Lanthimos I believe he was in two Yorgos oh. Lanthimos films oh yeah I love it I love The Lobster that's a really good movie that's a really good movie. I feel like that's like the only movie that truly like depicts dating culture because it's just like, <laughs> it's it's a watch. Mm. It's a watch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I am excited to watch After Gang and also X, which is the newest movie from A24 coming out very soon. Um, I'm sure I'm going to see some titties, you know, and that's fine. You know, maybe some guts, maybe some gore, some screaming, you know, it's a horror movie, you know. I'm ready. And like, I feel like, I've solidified, I feel like I've gotten comfortable enough in the horror genre that I could just go see a horror film and just, I I'm, so, I'm so proud of your development. <laughs> it's You're taken forever for us no, to get here. Shut you guys up. do not know Shut how up. long what? I've had to fight <laughs> You're being so extra. You're being so extra. It's taken a lifetime. Not a lifetime. What are you talking about? It's just, you know, it's just, it took it a few months for me to get comfortable with it, but you know, it's, it's fun. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that. Um, is there anything you're excited to see, Glenn, that's coming out pretty soon? Yeah. So there's, so there's one that's coming out really soon. And then another one that's a little bit in the future, but I recently saw the trailer for it, or like the update trailer. So I'll mention that too. The one that's coming out really soon. And I don't care what anybody says. Sonic 2. I am so excited. Oh my now, gosh, Sonic! It has been even revamped in my head. So one, I love Sonic 1. I probably went and saw that in theaters. Because that was like right before like COVID shutdown happened. So I think that was like the last movie I had watched in theaters before COVID happened. So it has a little special place in my heart just from that. Um, and also, there was a new, I know that doesn't matter too much, but there was a new poster released for it. Mm-hmm. And the poster <clears throat> is like, like obviously it shows like the Sonic characters, blah, blah, blah. But it's a direct remake of the game poster that came out back in, I think it was the 90s, that was Sonic 2. So, like, the original, like, 90s game Sonic 2 poster for the second Sonic game ever made. They remade it using, like, the new digitally designed characters. And that's their new poster for the movie coming out. It comes out April 8th. So, like, I just love that their marketing team knows their audience. Because every single person who loves Sonic and, like, grew up with Sonic... They saw that poster, they knew exactly what we were referencing. It didn't take a second thought. It was like, if they're going through that much work just to just for a poster, just for a poster, because they didn't have to do that. If they hadn't done that, no one would have said anything. But it's so good. And it makes me feel so happy that like I feel seen. I feel like someone is making a movie for me. And since Sonic One was so good, uh, I have faith. Okay, we love to see it. And I'm also excited to see Sonic because I'm a huge Ben Schwartz fan. Mm-hmm. I was a Ben Schwartz fan girl for a minute when uh, Schwartz and Mid- Middle Edition Schwartz came out. Yeah. His little improv special on Netflix. And Space Force also came out recently. And then that made Middle Edition Schwartz start trending on Netflix again. And that mm-hmm. started to, when these things happen, like in synchronicity, synchronicity it's like, my tingly, my like spidey senses are like, um, <laughs> should we obsess again? Should we obsess once again? Should we, just, uh, like, should we obsess harder? Should, <laughs> <laughs> should we go perhaps 
even harder this time. <laughs> Maybe even have any, like some more spicier takes on how hot Ben Schwartz is. But you know what? We're going to leave that for the other day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the other yeah. movie, the other movie that I want to talk about. Um, I can't actually talk much about this because we don't know very much yet. Because obviously, I mean, it's it's who he is. Um, but Jordan Peele's new movie, mm-hmm. Nope, is coming out July 22nd. I can't wait. Um, there's not really wait. much to know about it, but I saw a trailer right. for it when I saw the Batman. I was like, write that down, write that down. I am so excited to see that. I know it's going to be amazing. I'm so, I'm so happy that Kiki Palmer is in a lead role in a good movie. Because Kiki Palmer has been in plenty of films before, but this movie, man. I'm so excited. This movie's gonna take me out. And it, she's been in like good movies before, but she hasn't had like a lead role in it. She was just like a side character in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm really happy that like she's in a Jordan Peele film alongside other amazing actors. And I just Thank goodness. I want like I want a Critics Choice Award for her. You know, like a Golden Globe. You know what I mean? Like I want her to get something. You know, y'all gotta give my girl something to put on her mantle, please. Like she could not only have the kids' choice award award in her house, please. Like okay, wait on. a second. You can't tell me that isn't funny that she only has a kids' choice award. Like obviously, like it's bad, like career-wise, I like, get all of that, but that's funny. That's funny. Being I that just, talented, being that amazing. She's so talented. Being literally the moment, and so all you funny. have is a kids' choice award. I so great. I so love funny. her so much. Also, I'm excited because um Barbie uh Ferrera Ferrera she's also in this movie. <gasps> You're lying! No, I'm not. I'm looking at the cast liar! list right now. I'm looking. There's literally eight people on the cast list, and she's one of them, babe. She's like a Yes! Fuck Euphoria and fuck <laughs> Sam Levinson. Fuck Sam Levinson. Yes, girl. You better go out and get them rolls, okay? Tell someone to kiss your ass. Yes. She deserves. I am so excited. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. I think she's amazing. I think she's great. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. She is so wonderful. And on, I also, can't wait. Uh, imagine, like, not to, no, no, I could say, because you just said fuck euphoria. Imagine yeah. having, like, a project that's, like, objectively just good. Like, yeah. I don't need to see the movie to know that this is going to be an amazing movie. Like, there is no doubt in my mind. Honestly, like, ever since season two of Euphoria came out, there has been a lot of news around it, and there have been a lot of actors Obviously. coming forward mm-hmm. talking about how, like, how uncomfortable they were in set. And, like, I thought, I knew. We all oh, knew. Like, we, all we, knew. we all watched the show. Like, we all yeah, knew. Yeah, we're all watching the same show. Like, Sam Levison, I, like, I watched, you know, like the after Euphoria scenes where the actors are like talking about like, oh, there's this deep message and like blah 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 in relationships and like friendships. Why are there so many titties on the screen? <laughs> Stop trying to distract me with these deep messages. Yeah. Why do I see Sydney's Sydney Sweetie's nipples? Why? Like we so didn't need much. that. We could just we, have had the deep story. We did not need that. We didn't. No. Yeah, so excited for that. Barbie, she deserves, of course, because she's amazing and we love her. Uh, yeah, so if that's it, we're just going to get into mm. the meat of the pod and we're going to talk to you about TV shows that 
we started but never really finished yeah uh you know we've all done this where like there's a show that you start watching and you're really into it and you like it a lot and then something changes or a main character dies or like the writers of the new season they're just not like doing what needed to be done anymore or just like the show keeps running out of ideas and it's been going on for too long and you just don't finish the show or maybe Mm -hmm. like you start watching a show for a certain actor in the show because you have a crush and you're like let me keep watching it let me see what it's giving and then like you get over the crush of the actor and you're like i'm not gonna finish watching this show because i don't care anymore and you know it depends uh, we're just gonna sit here and we're gonna talk a little bit about you know tv shows we started watching but we just never finished it for Mm -hmm. whatever reason so uh glenn why don't you go first tell us a few tv shows you started watching but just didn't finish so we're starting this with a hard hit up Okay, because we're going right off the bat. We're just attacking. We're going off the jump. I want to like this show so bad. I begged. I cried. I tore up my bed trying to like this show. (laughs) And it just never worked. And here's the thing. Technically, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, technical as in, like, production-wise, they did some amazing things. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the Shadowhunters series. You know. I I was a moral instruments girl, still am. I've read every oh. single book that Cassandra Clare has ever produced. Um, every single piece of media. I was reading Wait, um, read like Tales the from books? the Shadow Academy. Yeah, I was reading Tales from the Shadow Hunter Academy, like the Simon stories before she made them into a book. Like I was on her website reading them when she published them. Every single book that she has written, except for maybe the latest one, because I think one just came out that I haven't read yet, read all of them. And so is my roommate. We talk about her all the time. Um, but yes, I want to like this show so bad, so desperately bad. Because I was like, if Divergent can have its thing, if uh, Hunger Games can have its thing, if Maze Runner can have its thing, if freaking After and Fifty Shades of Grey oh my gosh, can be after turned into blockbuster, ne- either Netflix or like theater screen movies, why can't a story that is extremely detailed extremely well thought out like people can have bad things to say about cassandra claire and like some cliches that she uses but she thought very thoroughly and very carefully about her entire series because it is woven together perfectly even though there's over like what 20 books now it still has that internal consistency like that takes work that would have made an amazing series because you could have gone on easily for 10 seasons and you still wouldn't have been out of the material that she's already written and she still has more planned you can see on her website all the stuff that she's still writing. Like, it could have been so good, and I tried to fight for it so hard, and it was just bad. Yeah. They ruined the story. Like, all I really need to say is that Clary Frey, the main female character, the main protagonist, mm-hmm. um, is known, objectively known in the book. The One of the first things that we find out about her is her flaming red hair and her bright green eyes. And in the show, she has blonde hair and hazel eyes. And that's- Okay, that's very different. <laughs> not even clo- like not even a wig. They don't even do a wig. Just blonde hair. Oh. And like hazel eyes. Fun. I would have, I'm gonna say it, controversial. I would rather have them have a $40 Party City red wig. Honestly. And grab her some Hot Topic color contacts that's what they usually than do whatever than whatever this is yeah and this came out in like 2016 too like this isn't like deep tumblr like 2012 2010 days no this is like yeah recent they could have done better it has three seasons like it's i i think it's a technically paused slash canceled because of covid 
Hmm. But like how? How? Like how did you mess up literally every important story B? I don't think that there was a single you can't convince me that a single person who wrote this show read any of the books. Because they managed they to miss don't. every single plot point. Like it is laid out to you beautifully, mm-hmm. chapter by chapter, interestingly written. And yet you managed to avoid every single thing that happened. Listen, I mean, that's usually what happens with these freaking um yeah, that's usually what happens with like uh, yeah. when you take <clears throat> books and you turn them into movies. Because oftentimes in a movie, like book to movie adaptations, oftentimes do have to take out a lot of mm-hmm. important parts so that you can keep like the big story chunks in the movie and keep it going. But for like a TV show. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I was so excited when they announced it was a TV show. I was like, okay, because this is a very dense series. So they can actually yeah. do it justice because it's a TV show that gives them more time to move and breathe. Um, and so this should be fine. And that's why I fought for so hard. I was like, guys, it's just airing, like, calm down. Like, they have to have time to build up all the world. It's not our fault that we know everything that's going to happen. Like, a lot of people mm. don't. I was fighting for it so hard. I think it was probably in the middle of season two that I was like, I can't do this anymore. It really does suck when, like, the show writers are like, I know that the fans have read the books and they want what happens to the books happens to the TV show. But what if I import my vision on the character into the book and exactly. just screw everything up? Exactly. Okay, wait a second. So Moral Instruments had such a chokehold over me that like when I think, this is so embarrassing. I apologize to anyone listening No, you, it's okay because I read Moral Instruments too. So, so embarrassing that... Like one of the lines that I think of like literature is like best lines in like a book that wasn't even trying to be like a great line. Cause like obviously those those lines that you can tell like, oh, they're really proud of that one. Oh, they really tried to make that one work. And it feels kind of mm. awkward. One of the best lines when I just think of like books, it's like, oh, that came out so naturally. Um, it's when I think it's in book two or three, when Clary is talking to um Emil, the the werewolf. And Emil has history with Jace. And Emil tells Clary that she says, uh, most guys look at you like they want to have sex with you. Jace looks at you like you had sex, it was great, and now you're just friends. And it like that line perfectly encapsulates Jace for like uh-huh. the entire time that we see him. It was a short, like two-sentence line, but that gave me that gives you everything you need to know about Jace's character and how he is for literally the entire series. Like he becomes like a better person, but like, and so accidentally, like that was a throwaway line in like the second book or th- second or third book. And like, I was like, right there. Cause how that described every single thing that we needed to know about Jace for the entire series. Jace was just our angsty little white boy. Exactly. Was... And like, and Cassandra Clare was not afraid to just be like, that's exactly what he is. This is exactly who he is. I know you guys are looking for more. You can if you want, but this is exactly who he is. I'll never forgive Cassandra Clare for making me almost root for incest <laughs> for like three books. <laughs> Those books are really fucking long. <laughs> like <coughs> the amount they wanted to. There was a good other, thousand pages worth of content. Ooh. I was like, damn, maybe incest is okay. It's so babe, weird. the fan art. It, we aren't even talking about that. We don't even need to get into that. I can't even describe to you like the frustration I felt and like the like the defeated like when I think I read through like book four mm-hmm. and then like I was in the middle of the fifth book and I was like, you know what? I don't have to read these. <laughs> I don't have 
I was quite the opposite. No, you don't. I'm going to embarrass myself again. Because I'm quite literally the opposite. Because in book mm. five, it's sorry, spoilers to anyone who hasn't read the Mall Instruments. In book five, it starts Simon is a vampire, and the prologue is him going up to like his mom and working up the courage to tell her. Mm-hmm. When I was <clears throat> 13, I memorized that entire prologue because it's mostly in a monologue, and I performed it at a talent show, and oh, I won. My. And I won. The way that I, no context, I didn't give him context. I was just playing it. I just did it. I was a little actor. Glenn. The way I won, 13-year-old me, little emo me pretending to be a vampire on stage. Oh my gosh. Now, I see why I was bullied. Like, it makes sense in retrospect, I can see. Glenn, what? I, listen, I'm not gonna lie. I too was a theater kid that got a monologue out of a book every now or then you exactly. know what i mean like because who did it like i've done because you want to monolo- be different you didn't want to do the ones that everyone was doing i did two different monologues from john green books all uh, right that's queen <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> if i could literally sit down with john green and ask him <clears throat> why he wrote waiting for alaska or looking for alaska mm-hmm. i would and it would not be a nice chit chat it would be very aggressive it would uh, be the very words aggressive. that i would have with nicholas sparks Mm-hmm. So it's just, and I'm looking at the Mortal Instrument series right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got to City of Heavenly Fire. I'm pretty sure, and then I think I tried to watch read the um the Infernal Devices, mm-hmm. but after listen six books that are a thousand pages long. After that, I was like, I'm done. You know, we got other things to read for school the that we only- have to read. We're reading this for fun and we don't even like it that much. Like, this is stressful. All the information in my brain for what? Like, I need this to go. I directly blame the Mortal Instruments for me getting into, like, Wattpad and AO3. Because I don't, because I, I think the first stories I start reading on those sites were like fan fictions of these characters. Because obviously, like, why do you need fan fiction of this character? These books are a thousand pages long. There's no more story. There's no more. There's no more. It was a time. I am so sorry. Okay, fuck. In my defense, it was like, what, 2012, 2013. What else are we going to do? Watch Supernatural. Okay. <laughs> shut up. Watch Doctor shut Who. Up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Read literally anything else. Read anything else. I was. Uh, I was reading Nicholas Spark. No. I was reading Rick Royden. <laughs> oh, I mean, Rick Royden, he's different because he's actually a good writer. You yeah. know what I mean? I was reading other stuff too. Yeah. Cassandra Clare, she has never paid for a crisis against humanity, but one day she will. <laughs> one day she will. Anyways, uh, so long story short, yeah, I stopped watching Shadowhunters. I couldn't do it. I never watched that show because I tried watching the movie and I was like, this is oh, bad. I didn't want to bring up the movie. If you notice, I very intentionally did not mention there being the movie ever. Lily Collins deserved better. <laughs> Absolutely. I, Lily, Lily collins she really did deserve better and lily collins is a new agent because the role she's taking oh, now facts. they're not like a check is not enough babe you need to be in something good what is with right? these actors and actresses and not firing their agents what is with these people <laughs> taking on any role like you'll just are like oh this show pays me how much let's do it 
I don't care. Let's just do it. Let's go. Like, please pack it up. <laughs> do something else. Like, it's not cute. It's not adorable. It's not. They can find any other white girl to play this role. You mm-hmm. did not have to be the white girl. You did not have to be the one, please. Oh, girl. All right. Um, I guess I'll go next. Uh, a show that I've been meaning to watch. I mean, a show that I started watching, I didn't finish. Uh, Once Upon a Time. <gasps> Babe, oh, ah! the way that I had it written down. The way I had it written down. I was like, I'll talk about that with next. <laughs> I like no I was talking about it. <laughs> yeah. I was into that show. Like I really did like Same. that show. It truly was for Disney adults. Like there's no other explanation no. for it. It truly was for Disney adults. And I watched that show with my mom. She was really into that show. Like she loved that show. And I don't know why, because she usually hates shows about like magic, supernatural stuff, <coughs> Disney things like that. Like my mom was her, like my mom is a Caribbean mom. You know okay. what I mean? So <clears throat> but she was really into that show. She really liked watching it. And that was the only show I watched with her. But after they brought in Elsa and Anna, I was like, no. no see, here's the thing. They're, I think because I'm looking right now, they have seven seasons. I'm looking through the seasons, and <sighs> I, I think I stopped in season five because I was when Elsa and Anna were brought in. Whatever Elsa <laughs> and Anna brought in, I think I got halfway through that season. Oh, that's season four. So I got halfway through that season. That's where I stopped. I think they also brought in Tiana at one point and then Pocahontas. And I was like, Pocahontas is a, is a historical figure, not a princess. So now we're time traveling? Is this what's happening right now? I I, I don't it's, even know. I it was a know. mess. Also, it was bad enough that like, the show did not have great representation no. to begin with. And like, I loved Regina. She was horrible. A no, terrible Regina character. Worked. She I, was so terrible when I loved her. Regina, Regina was the original girl boss. Yeah. <laughs> I... Like, I don't, I don't know. I like, I loved her. Like, I was in love with her. Like, oh my gosh, she was the so way that bad. I didn't want the heroes to win because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> the way they kept going into like the real, like the fairy tale land and then the real world and the fairy tale land and the real world. And I'm like, mm-hmm. y'all need to find a new conflict. Y'all gotta give me a new twist because y'all try to pull people out of it, it's too much. Y'all do the same thing every time. Also, season. have you heard of the, the YouTube channel, The Theorizer? The theorizer. I don't think so, but it's probably. Okay. Um, basically, I'll have to check them out. So he he does a lot of like theories about a lot of things, blah blah blah. Um, but one of his most popular series is trying to complete the family tree of Once Upon a Time. Because if you want to talk about incest, oh everybody's gosh. married to each other. Yeah. Everyone's the child of someone else. It's it truly is like the fact that Rumpelstiltskin and Peter Pan are related is so weird to me like the way this movie the way this show is just convoluted in all types of ways no the the way that was giving soap opera from the beginning it really was it was giving days of our lives but in disney form and like i know everyone loves like swan and hook i was shipping it too i was shipping it too and you know what hook he i liked him immediately like he with the second kid with the screen, I was like, yeah, this is the no, they knew what they were doing with her. Mm-hmm. They knew it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked him immediately. But gosh, this show is just I don't know how the writers even kept anything together, kept anything straight. Cause like really like the first two seasons of the show were really good. Like it was interesting, it was yeah. captivating. Like I said, like I watched <clears throat> through like the middle of season four and I was like enjoying it and they just got too much. Yeah, like the show was great and it was just like 
it kept your interest in like watching like Snow White and the Prince Charming fall in love. Like they're adorable. Like those two actors, they're amazing. They're great. But like after a while, it just got to be, I don't know. It just felt like, it felt like, it felt like a Tumblr show for adults. You know what I mean? Like adults who are like too young for Supernatural and Doctor Who, they can watch Once Upon a Time and like feel like they're part of a fandom. You know, it's just, it was, it was good when it was good. But then it wasn't good. Any like I'm sure the other seasons, like seasons three through seven, like four through seven, were still like pretty interesting, and people liked them. People like watching them, and people enjoyed mm-hmm. them, and all that stuff. Like I'm sure that there were still people who were like really invested in the show and all that stuff. And did I like the opening sequence when it showed like once upon a time and like the trees and like mm-hmm. a little clue as to what's mm-hmm. going on in the episode? Yes, I loved all of that. But eventually, you just kind of like you just gotta pack it up. You just gotta, you gotta give it a rest. Like there comes a time when you're watching a show and you just start to get a little disinterested and you miss one episode and you're like, I'll catch up. And next thing you know, you miss two seasons. You're like, it's too late for me now. Exactly. It's too late for me now. I can't go back. I I gotta leave it behind. Like there's no turning back on this. I just, we gotta keep it moving. Gotta keep going forward, you know? So yeah, overall, I mean- also, I need to figure out, I'm looking for the actress's name, but the way that I was also in love with um the woman who played Red Riding Hood, or Red, as they called her. Red Riding Hood. Red. Uh, Joanne Garcia Schweitzer, is that her name? Oh, no, no, that's someone else. Um, It's Megan Ori, Megan Ori. Oh, oh yeah, she's pretty. I was obsessed with her. Oh, yeah. I was like, she, no, she gives it. Because look at that, like, semi-emo type vibes they're going mm-hmm. for. Like, it's medieval, but, like, also black eyeshadow, winged eyeliner. Like, it was giving. And, like, oh, yeah. I hate that, like, she was barely in it. I was like, oh, of course my favorite character is barely in it. It does suck that there are a lot of, like, interesting characters in the show that just didn't get enough screen time. Because, of course, they're, like, focusing on, like, Swan and Henry, and they're mm-hmm. focusing on, like, you know, Prince Charming and Snow White and, you know, Regina. Which is fine. Like, yeah. it's not a problem. Also, how many deals did Rumpelstiltskin make with these people? Like, how many freaking deals are y'all gonna make Enough with this Enough for seven owns- seasons, apparently. <laughs> At some point, somebody's gotta kick him out the town. Someone's gotta be like, look, you can't hoard all the magic. You gotta go. Like, the amount of times your problems will be solved if y'all would just hire a hitman instead oh. of dealing with this guy, no, I no, like, no, you were right. Like, the amount of times y'all would just y'all would be better off if you just brought back the guillotine. Oh. Simple. Be like, listen, it's either Rumble Stillskin or Regina. Y'all can pick which of y'all is gonna get beheaded because we're not dealing with this no more. I'm tired. I'm over it. It's been winter for a whole year because this bitch Elsa done popped up. Oh. Like, facts. We can't do this sorry like it's just it's too much and like how many times how many times could you get trapped in your fairy tale land and then get trapped in the real world you know what i mean why also why is it that rumpelstiltskin has a son and he also is a, i want to i want to pack it up pack it up pack it up then it's it's too convoluted there's too much going on there's too much mm-hmm. in the show it's no, like, mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. makes sense at some point like there's a certain point when you're writing a show and you're starting to map everything out. And 
I didn't even know that they brought in like the Wizard of Oz. Wait, what? The, they brought in the Wizard of Oz. Like you're just being funny. No, you think I am, but I'm not. <laughs> and then they brought in Merida too. Like, I really just about everybody in this show is related. Yeah. Like, it's not a family tree. It's a forest at this point. Like, <laughs> no. It's and there are too many plot holes in this show too. Like you keep bringing in like character after character, new person after new person. I don't know how many times a flaming portal has to show up in the middle of the woods for somebody to run away. Don't go through the portal, leave it alone, let it die, please. Like in the beginning of the show, it's all sad because it's like a woman looking for her son that she gave up for adoption. And you know, she's going to visit him and she's like, uh, 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 uh. What is she like a, a private detective or something? Yeah, yeah. And then of course the son is adopted by the evil witch mm-hmm. of Snow White, and like that's interesting. Yeah. That's intriguing. Like it started off very interesting. I was like, oh okay, this is like interesting how they're weaving everyone together, mm-hmm. and then they didn't stop, mm-hmm. and then they kept weaving people together. Mm-hmm. And also Storybook, which is Storybrook. Yeah. What's the town they live in? Mm-hmm. How is that town invisible? Like, how, how do you get supplies in and out of town? How do you pay for the water and the electricity? And where are all the other kids coming from? Who are all these other people that live there? Mm-hmm. Are they all fairy tale creatures? Do the other people that live there that aren't from fairy tale land, do they know that Snow White is a teacher? Like, how does that work? How does that make sense? It's just, I don't know. I also, I forgot, I completely forgot about the fact that Sebastian Stan is in the show. Mm-hmm. Like he's just he just happens to be in it. And then oh my gosh, Belle dating Rumpel Stiltskin. <laughs> ah, I hated her. <laughs> oh my god, it was so cringy. Because Rumpel Stiltskin, Stiltskin is like a thousand years old. And she's 30. That has to be like a new level of pedophilia. That has to be. You know what I mean? Like this man is like older than dust. And there are days where he looks like like a rusted old statue, like a gargoyle type looking bitch. You know what I mean? And he's mm-hmm. not even attractive when he doesn't look like Rumble Stillskin. Oh, baby. Baby, baby, baby. Also, um, Mulan was in the show and then uh, she wasn't in the show. Like, there were so many missed opportunities in that show. Like, you can't keep pulling out all these new interesting things and these new interesting twists. Exactly. And like, da 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 Like, all this stuff and then just let it die. It's... Oh my gosh, it, it just needs to... We're just pulling out trauma. Like right now we're just pulling out like 2012 trauma. That's what both of these have been. Yeah. And I'm going to continue that. Remember when Regina used to be able to rip people's hearts out? Exactly. Now that, see? And you wondered why I was in love with her. And Ugh. you wondered why I was like, no, but she worked. Because the way that she was like, she would just and mm. crush, dead. Where did you rock? Remember when she ripped the heart out of the um the sheriff? Mm-hmm. Like the one good guy? Mm-hmm. That one like really, really good guy? And she didn't even get blood on her boots, babe. He just walked away. That episode? That episode truly did just like... No, it, because like, how did you go from that to just plain incest? And that's it. Like uh, Regina used to be like, I won't call it like scary, because like she wasn't ever like scary, scary, but like... Mm-hmm. You knew she meant business. Like, you were actively concerned because Regina was out there killing people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, like, no hate to, like, the Elsa and Anna plot twist because 
I actually did kind of like those actors. No, yeah, they were good. They... It just, it's just that was when it was getting like way too convoluted. Mm-hmm. Like it was. I, I think I just I was still a little bit shell shocked from the whole Peter Pan arc in season mm-hmm. three. Um, I was so spinning from that. So yeah, yeah. Over it was like it was a good like they're actually good actors and like the actors the actresses like looked like the characters mm-hmm. and I was like. When they introduced Frozen, obviously because Frozen was really popular, they're trying to get more people to watch the show. As if the show didn't have enough viewers at that time, I was like, okay, I'll give it a, I'll give it a go, I'll give it a try, I'll give it a look, I'll give, I'll give it a chance. Mm-hmm. But it just, I don't know, babes, it wasn't given what it was supposed to give. No, so, no, it was yeah. not. And then there was uh, uh, there's another girl who was like a redhead. Who Are was you like, about Meredith, like from Brave? Not Merida. Merida was in the show. But there was, let me look up Once Upon a Time cast. Once Upon a Time cast is going to be Don't like look that people. up because, yeah, I was like, you're going to be scrolling. All vamp, all vamp while you look. forever. So, Once Upon a Time. So, like, yeah, like, looking back, I mean, maybe I could go back and rewatch season one, season two, see how I feel. But I really don't, like, there's seven seasons now. I think it's, I'm not sure if it's even canceled yet. Like, it might still actively be, like, making more. It's just paused because of COVID. No. Oh, please end it, end it. Let it I die. Don't, I, I mean, Let it, it could die. Be, but I don't think it's officially ended. I think it's like COVID paused right now. Okay, there is a actress. There was a character, Zelina, who was supposed to be like the, the um, Regina's sister. Yeah, like are they going like Wicked Witch vibes? I think like, so. They're yeah. going. Um, why can't I think of the music? Wicked, Wicked vibes. Yes, Wicked. Yes. Mm-hmm. Literally the girl from Wicked. Literally the yeah. girl from Wicked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Also, my favorite character on the show had to be Belfair. Oh. Belfair, I loved him. Period. He was, also, he was so hot. <laughs> like, oh, he I thought was that's why you were saying that he was the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was a good actor. Like, he was an amazing actor. And he was, like, really great and interesting in the show. And I wish he was on there more because I liked him. I like Tom's <laughs> character. He's like one of my favorite like side characters on the show, but mm-hmm. he was only there for like I think since season two and season three. Yeah. But they should have pulled him in a little bit more. Like had him be like he should have been part of the like standard cast, you know. Like he really should have been like there every episode. But you know, he was supposed to be Swan's love interest, and then there was Captain Hook, so like the love triangle, blah 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 blah, whatever. <laughs> But Henry needed a father. You know what I mean? Like Henry needs a father. Oh, and he was being such a he was doing such a good job. He really was. He was such a good job. So yeah, everyone being connected in this show, it's it's way too messy for me. You know? It just oh, wait a second. Hmm. Okay, so I just clicked on him on like just like it's just like fandom, like on the fandom like wiki, whatever. And the way that they're describing like his family, come on, show me all of it. Show me all of it. So, ready? So, uh-huh. Rumpelstiltskin is his father. Mm-hmm. Malaya is his mother. Okay. Belle French is his stepmother. His sibling is Gideon, half-brother. His child is Henry, obviously. His extended family. Peter Pan is his grandfather. Oh. Fiona is his grandmother. Cinderella Mills is his daughter-in-law. Lucy Mills is his granddaughter. Just that. I just clicked on one character. And the way that he happens to be connected to nine other fairy tale characters. This is a, and this was a character that was in two seasons, maybe. But he's still connected to nine other fairy tales. 
dude. Enough it's, is enough. I mean, there is the first curse. There are six curses in the show. Six. You would think after you break the second one, you wouldn't need another one. But there are six of them. And I don't know how many times these villains have to go through redemption arcs for there to be new villains popping up and to be cursing people. Like y'all can't get some like anti-malware software and magic <laughs> so that your town doesn't go invisible again or y'all don't end up in fairy tale land again. Like we didn't learn our lesson the first time. No? Okay. Or the second? Or the third? Or the, third? <laughs> <laughs> or the fourth? Like what the fuck? Or the fifth. They're still but Lord, like I said, I'm pretty sure this show is still technically going. They need to let it die. They need to let it go. I think it ended. Because when I look up Once Upon a Time, it says that it's Once Upon... Let me look up series finale. Yeah. Um, surprise series finale ending. Okay. okay. Yeah. So okay. it ended in 2018. Oh, okay. okay. Thank goodness. Thank and God. usually when I find out a show that I used to watch ended, that makes me want to watch the show. I'm but not this intrigued. is not one. No, this is not one of those. <laughs> this is not one of those. Another show that ended... And I wanted to like, I was thinking about finishing it, but I was like, no, but it's how to get away with murder. I was like, I'm done. I'm done with that. I love you, Viola, but I can't do it no more. <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. do it no more. Mm-hmm. When Shonda left the writing team of that show, that's when I left. Cause y'all decided to kill off my boy, Alfred Enoch. I love him. I love him. Why did he have to die? He was the only character people liked. Besides maybe like Laura or maybe, um, Frick, Michaela, but then Michaela became a terrible person. Michaela became a terrible person. She called ice on somebody. She called ice. She got someone deported. I had to give. I had to give it up. I had to let it go. Also, whatever's going on with Bonnie, girl, you need to pack it up. You need to move to Maryland or something. There was too much going on with Bonnie. People were like, oh, Bonnie's a side character. She needs like her own kind of storyline. And they're like, okay, let's give her a whole ass storyline. Let's give her real housewives kind of storyline. Let's give her Days of Our Lives kind of story time. Like this is, uh, one of, the writers got a big head. They were really like, let's just put whatever in the show and the people will go with it. I'm over it. I'm done. I'm done. I was done. Viola isn't enough for me anymore. Sorry. Okay, I'm going to talk about the next one. So I debated it because there's two different ones that I want to talk about. But I felt like it would be a little bit redundant to talk about both because they are so incredibly similar. So instead, I chose the one that's longer and bigger and technically still going as opposed to the one that's kind of dead now. Well, you can mention both of them. I, I, I will mention both of them. But when I say okay. the first one, you'll know what the other one is. Um, I want to talk about the Arrowverse. No. Absolutely not! <laughs> Absolutely not! No, because the way that you know the other one I'm talking about is obviously like Marvel Defenders. Like, like I said, no, they're, they're I actually so, liked Marvel Defenders. But yeah, but like they're so similar that I feel like it's kind of like why we talk about one and the other because it's a lot of similar plot points, a lot of similar beats. I like Marvel Defenders more just because yeah. I love Jessica Jones. I love Daredevil. Um, so I like that more. And like, if more seasons of either of those shows came out, I'd watch it immediately. So I can't really talk about that for shows I've dropped. The Arrowverse, on the other hand, let me just look down the Wikipedia. So in order to fully understand this universe, and I mean fully because they will throw in episodes where like, it's multiple, like it's this big event 
point one, point two, point three, point four, point five. But point one is in the Flash, and point two is in the Arrow series, and point three is in DC Legends of Tomorrow, and point four is in Supergirl. Um, but it doesn't like when you're watching Netflix, it's just the next episode. So you don't know that's part four of a different side story until you voice start the episode and you're like, what's going on here? Like, how did I walk into part three of an episode? Anyways, um, so to understand this universe, you would have to watch Arrow, which went from 2012 to 2020, The Flash, which went from 2014 and is still going, Supergirl, who's from 2015 and ended in 2021. DC's Legends of Tomorrow, which started in 2016 and is still going, Black Lightning, which started in 2018 and ended in 2021, Batwoman, which started in 2019 and is still going, and Superman and Lois, which started in 2021 and is still going. And you would also have to look at the web series Vixen, which went from 2015 to 2016, and Freedom Fighters The Ray, which went from 2017 to 2018. Why was Vixen a web series? I, I don't know. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia right now. Uh... So that is nine different full properties that you would have to watch to fully understand the Arrowverse. I don't have that time. No one does. I will say no. out of all of these, the ones I enjoyed the most, I watched the first three seasons of Arrow, liked it, dropped it. Watched like the first four seasons of The Flash, got too convoluted, dropped it. Watched like the first three episodes of Supergirl, got really bored, dropped it. DC Legends of Tomorrow, I watched until season five when it started getting really convoluted because all of these stories were interlapping. I hadn't watched any of the other series, so I dropped it. Black Lightning, never started it. Batwoman, I liked it, but not enough to like actually watch it. It was trying way too hard to be dark and gritty, <clears throat> and it didn't work in the ways that like Arrow and other ones had worked in the past. Because that worked because it was part of that era. It was part of that 2012, 2014 type like time capsule era. So it worked for them to be that dark, but Batwoman came out in 2019 and was trying to recreate that era. Didn't Batwoman have Ruby Rose? And yeah, they I did. It, it had Ruby Rose and they recasted it. Like, Why did they recast? I don't know. I don't know the full controversy around it because by that point, I was like, I've already dropped the series. I'm yeah. not, like, I'm definitely not going to start it now if Ruby Rose is no longer there because she's yeah, like, I was like, we were it. interested in Ruby Rose and like when uh, Orange is the New Black came out, y'all. Was Y'all picked her up for a show way too late. Exactly. Because at this point, most like, people don't care anymore. Again, it was in 2019, but they were trying to do it as if it was like still like 2013, 2014. And like, we're not sharing that video of her shaving her head on Tumblr anymore. We exactly. don't care. Exactly. We don't care. Superman Lois like just came out last year. Have even considered watching it? Um, mm. And I, I didn't. I also didn't even know about the Vixen and the Freedom Fighters web series until reading this article. So maybe I'll go back. I'll check out the Vixen web series because I love Vixen as a character. I think that um, I actually started watching Black Lightning. That's another show I started watching and didn't finish. It's actually pretty good. Okay. Like the first season is pretty good. I think that the show has three seasons. Maybe I think it's about to end possibly because I believe China and McLean is leaving the show. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm not sh- I'm not 100% sure on that because I haven't like really like looked into that, but it's a pretty good show to watch. I don't think it's connected to the Arrowverse. I think it's just another CW superhero show that they I brought look, in. Like I specifically looked up <clears throat> Arrowverse Wikipedia and this is <clears throat> on the Arrowverse Wikipedia, not just like DC Zero series Wikipedia. I think maybe it's possibly like in the same world so it is maybe there's connected. some slight references yeah but i don't think it's like connected in the same way that like the flashes mm-hmm. you know yeah there are four seasons um i don't know if there's a season five coming out yet but i don't think that china is going to be joining 
them if there is going to be season five. But it's a pretty good show. Like, okay, Black Lightning will end with season four. All right. So it's just the four seasons. Maybe I'll f- start, maybe I'll finish the show since it's over. I do have to say, I didn't really, I like the show. Like I like Black Lightning, but you know, with CW, it's- uh, Again, it's- like I said, we're talking about like 2012 to like 2014 trauma. Like the era of the CW. Like Black Lightning is pretty good. It's pretty interesting. Like the writing is okay. It's still like the the CW uh, CGI and like uh, effects and some of the stuff is a bit corny and like because it's an all black cast. Sometimes like they give jokes that giving like Martin vibes, but oh, mm-hmm. overall, it's not a bad show. It's just like it's just not something I have finished watching, you know. But I I did start watching Arrow. I got to the middle of season two. And then I didn't finish it because I was just like, this is, I have another show on the CW that I watched that's 22 episodes a season and I don't need another one. And mm. I never got into The Flash. My brother really likes The Flash. He also likes Legends of Tomorrow, which I think is a Like I said, DC Legends show. of Tomorrow out of all of them was probably the one that I watched the longest. Doesn't one of those shows have a scene where there are two stuffed animals fighting each other? Is that one that. of those shows like extremely campy? Like... Some of the episodes you look at it out of context, it's like, oh, this is what the CW's doing with their money? Hold on. Legends of Tomorrow. I'm really tomorrow. Uh stuffed animals oh, Bibu? fighting each other. I'm sorry. Bibu? I think it's yeah, the name of a... uh, that's it. I recognize it, but I, I must have stopped before then. Or okay. Something. Is Legends of Tomorrow like a time traveling show? Yeah. Or something? Okay. The premise yeah. of Legends of Tomorrow is it's like some heroes, some villains that are so unimportant in our timeline that like the universe won't miss them if they travel through time and don't go back to their timeline. That's like how it starts. So it's like the sidekicks, uh-huh, the people that no one actually cares about. Uh huh. Okay, I've definitely seen it here a couple of times because I recognize it, but I didn't know that it went into like a full like. Is that a Rory? Is that a Rory? Rory from Doctor Who? <laughs> wait a minute! Wait a whole wait a minute! Wait a wait a minute! Doctor Who Rory actor, you're lying to me. Arthur Darville is in this show? No, no. Why, sir? <laughs> What the? What's going? Well, a check is a check, I guess. But you know, not this way. I'm not Rory Pond. Oh my god. I I can't I can't believe it because I'm looking through the Screen Rant article and I see a picture of him looking like a very stereotypical supervillain. And this mm. is I don't know. This is a big letdown for me. Man, Rory 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 really changed. Jesus. I was gonna make a Doctor Who joke, but I don't think he's watched Doctor Who. I have not okay. completely watched Doctor Who. You can <laughs> make I... the joke, though. The listeners will laugh. Okay, well, looking at this, I'm thinking, dang, this is what happened when you saw that Sleeping Angel? Weeping Angel. Ugh, the Weeping Angel took you to the wrong timeline, Rory. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about that. But I guess you're stuck there. Good luck with Bibu, I guess. What the fuck is a Bibu? Glenn. I don't ask. <laughs> you saw that blank stare. I was like, I hope she's not really asking because I don't <laughs> The fluffy blue Tickle Me Elmo S toy is surprisingly the best joke in the era of worse. Okay. I mean, I guess if y'all want to be campy, 
I guess if y'all want to be campy, we could just it's pitch giving our tents Monster Inc. Baby though. It is. It is getting because I'm looking at the clip right now and I see a bunch of like Viking looking motherfucker and this blue like little thing fighting a monster with wings. Yeah. Um. I'm looking and seeing these pictures too, and it's it's not giving. It's camp, but it's not giving. It's giving me a heart attack. That's what it's giving. Also, I remember this clip just circulating on Twitter for a long time. And I just really, I thought this was a joke, but this is something that's real. And that was on TV. Imagine being an actor and shouting at a green screen and then this being edited into it. The way that I would no longer be an actor. That would probably be my last day on set. <laughs> and then the cast was like, they thought this fight would be career ending. And it's like, not even career ending, right. but, this is, this is, but this is like the most interesting thing that's probably happened on their show. This probably brought more people to watch the show. True. I'm still watching this clip. It's it's bad. <laughs> it's very bad. Does it like I, uh, does it like look bad as in it like like technically does it look bad or is it just like weird? It's just weird. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I I'm not going to start watching the show, but it's very oh gosh it's just the cw cw superhero shows are often a hit or miss and there are new ones coming out like there's one called 4400 which i have no clue what that's about but it's a mainly black cast so i think they're hoping that like a black cast will keep people watching the show but and there's also a new show called naomi that just came out on the cw as well and i don't know I think the 4400 is a reboot of another show. Um, either way, I think that I'm good, you know. Um, well, you were talking about the show. You brought it up, so you No, so no, no. That's all I wanted to do. That's all I wanted to do, because okay. I knew that was too big and too long. I was like, I just wanted to bring it up. Um, the reason why I dropped it, like I said, it got convoluted. It was a little bit all over the place. It was messy. Mm-hmm. But they kept trying, and clearly they—I mean, like it's still going. Like of the eight things that are associated with the Arrowverse, at least four of them are still actively running right now. Yeah. So, I mean, it's getting it. Obviously, people are watching the show and they're enjoying it, and it's making—it's not making any money because the CW is broke, and they're looking for somebody to buy the <laughs> buy the network. But um, we'll see. Also, the 100, I forgot all about that show. I used to see that on my timeline all the time. And let me tell you something. You could show me a picture of the 100 from season six and season two. It'll look the exact same. Everyone is in ugly clothes. Everyone is dirty. No one's taking a shower. No one's washing their hair. Everyone's wearing rags. I have no idea what's going on with the show. I have no idea what the story is. All I know is there is one guy, Bellamy, and he is hot. That's <laughs> all I know about the show. The fact that there's a guy named Bellamy and he's like, so hot that's it no that's important that was actually write that down (laughs) write that down no but yeah um gosh do you think the cw will get shuttered (laughs) jesus christ imagine the cw shutting down the way imagine no lily reinhardt would be so happy she would dance on the grave if the cw shut down it's going to be a okay if the cw ever actually shuts down i don't want to see it because the mass amount of hysteria and nostalgia that will never stop. Jerry Padalecki will never leave Twitter if that happens. 
like suddenly I... these people who haven't watched a cw episode in 19 okay haven't watched a cw episode in like five years will like not shut up about how the cw changed their life as a mm-hmm. team mm-hmm. i was like shut up shut up you were not there you were no. not there in our darkest hour you weren't you weren't unless you could show me the the original edits that you reblogged on tumblr about these shows don't pretend you were a fan don't pretend you did anything with the cw it it truly was this network is truly one of it truly is our darkest hour the cw the chokehold it had over us is illegal i mean yeah there's no other way to say it What's another show that you dropped or stopped watching or whatever? I think I already mentioned it, but like How to Get Away with Murder is one. Also Empire. I'm just going to tie that in together because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it just got to be too much. Like the first two seasons were so good. Like Empire really was a really good show and it got a lot of accolades and it deserved the accolades it got because there hasn't been any show really that focus on like the music industry in the way that it did and I think that it would have been a really interesting and really good and I liked a lot of the guest stars on the show and I love the music from Empire like I love the music from Empire it was so good I listened to that soundtrack like I really did listen to that soundtrack and Tarashi uh-huh. she deserved and also uh uh Terrence Howard he did as well he is a great actor and everybody on the show was really good but um <clears throat> also when Jennifer Hudson was on the show season one Oh, oh, that was such a perfect yeah. choice. That was mm-hmm. such a perfect casting choice. She's so great. I love her so much. But, you know, after a while, the show just kind of like, it just got to be a bit too much for me. You know, they kept going bigger and bigger and bigger. And Lee Daniels, he, he has good moments. He does. And I will say he is better than Tyler Perry, but he's not that much better. Uh-huh. Because tell me why. No, I'm going to say it. Tell me why Andre who is the one person of the show who has bipolar disorder and it was actually getting better and doing better. And of course, people can't grow and change on drama shows. They have to be worse. Mm-hmm. Why is it that the woman that Lucius cheated on his wife with threw Andre's white woman off the bridge, off a ledge, who is his wife, the only white woman on the show, and, like threw her off. And then Andre, who has bipolar disorder, starts seeing her like, okay, great. We have hallucinations now. That's awesome. Like, I... It wasn't, it, um, I just couldn't do it. Like season one, oh, that was good. Season two, great. Season three, maybe y'all could catch yourselves. But, oh gosh. <laughs> around around the time that uh, they put uh, Terrence Howard in that terrible, terrible wig with those thick ass, dusty ass dreadlocks. Oh, you, you, did, knew, you did bring up the dreadlocks. <laughs> you knew you had to pack it up. You knew you had to pack it up and go. Also, it got, also people stopped watching the show after everything happened with jesse smollett so obviously the show had to end at some point because when you have one of the stars of your show entrenched in that kind of controversy it's like all right well let's uh let's write this let's write this series finale and get everyone their checks and yeah be on our way let's get this over with yeah and also how to get away with murder like again you can have good actors on your show but that's not going to save the writing of the show. It's not. And How to Get Away with Murder, even from season one, from the jump, <laughs> they were doing too much. But you know what? Shonda had 
her head on the wheel. She had her head on the reins of that horse and she was riding that horse to victory. She was, she was beating the horse in every race. That show was getting accolades. It was getting Emmys. It was getting golden clothes. They were on the cover of magazines. That show was so good. How to Get With Murder was a head, like it was the perfect show at the perfect moment, at the right moment. Viola Davis, she was getting her due and she deserved it, okay? But at some point or another, <laughs> it just didn't, when something when, happened when y'all killed off my boy my boy like the one character that i really loved y'all got rid of the puppy it was over it was over because then laurel who like dated him for like four months got a whole complex out of him dying and i was like girl his actual girlfriend was killed like mm. who are you like ugh. And why was it that Asher was my favorite character on the show? Why? Because it should have been Michaela, but she turned out to be pretty bad. But it was Asher. And it's also because, like, Matt McGorry is actually, like, a really good person in real life. And I actually, like, genuinely like him as a person. But he's a really good actor, too. And I don't know. And it should have been um, 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 Homeboy. Not Oliver, but his boyfriend, Connor, I think his name is. It should have been Connor. But I couldn't do it for Connor. Connor wasn't doing it for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, no, he no, was, no, I know. Connor was giving me more frat boy than Asher was giving me frat boy. And that's the thing yeah. that really sucks. Like, Asher was supposed to be, like, the Republican, but he was actually just, like, a nice guy who was raised by like, really bad parents and was mm-hmm. just, like, misguided and, like, blah, blah, blah. Did we find out that he possibly sexually assaulted a woman? Yes. Yeah. Did that turn me off to him? Absolutely it did. But then, mm-hmm. you know, Michaela turned out to be, um, I guess, uh, Viola Davis's shadow person like the worst side of Annalise Keating like I don't know what happened to Michaela I don't know what the writers were doing with her character I don't know why they made her so unlikable but she was just not like you cheated on you cheated on Asher but like I don't know why y'all were dating in the first place but when you're all dating you were like kind of okay but then you cheated on him like mm-hmm. I think she cheated, cheated on him like twice like yeah yeah also she cheated on him with one of their clients also at the end of season three or four laurel went missing and then they completely shifted plots mm-hmm. to the plot we were chasing in the first place this something completely different that i know where the governor is after her how is it that annalise keating could go to the supreme court come back to where she is and then suddenly she gets disbarred there's too much going on in her life like her memoir would be crazy her memoir would be crazy but yeah um I kind of do want to rewatch How to Go With Murder just to see how it ended. Because I did the same thing with Scandal because I was like, I just need to know how it ends. I need to know how y'all wrap it up because the, uh, I didn't hate Scandal's ending. I think it was okay. It was all right. You know what I mean? I feel like Shonda could have done a little bit more with the last season. I feel like they were going one way with Olivia's character and they made a sharp turn. And I feel like they should have kept going down that road. Like let Olivia turn into a villain because it was bound to happen. The way Olivia's life is going, like, girl, you will sleep with the president. You won't be expecting a good person. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was kind of bad. I knew he was kind of evil, you know, a little bit. But um, <clears throat> yeah, How to Get Away with Murder and Empire. Those are my favorite shows for a long time. Like, they're really good. But that's the thing. That's another problem is that, like, TV shows can start out so good, so well. And, like, everything is working in their favor. And then a writer leaves. 
an mm. actor gets into some controversy mm. or they decide to kill somebody off because they want to give a big spice, a big twist. And, you know, the writers kind of get a big head and it really does suck when the creators of a show, they fall in love with the like acclaim that they get. So they kind of get like a big head and an ego and they feel like, oh, whatever I write is going to be good because people have already decided that my show is good. So it doesn't matter what I do because people are going to watch it and they're going to like it. But what you don't understand is that like, you can put something bad in a good show and that can make the show bad, you know? Yeah. Like, that's just it. You know, a show can be good for only so long until it's bad. Because y'all run out of ideas, y'all lose the story, you lose a plot, you lose, like, sight of the horizon. Instead of, we're drowning in the ocean and there's no one to save us. So, yeah. I mean, How to Get With Murder and Empire were two shows that I just couldn't finish. And I really did like them, but it just wasn't it. Also, did you watch um, This Is Us? <laughs> I started it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I dropped it. I yeah. didn't put it on this list, but yeah. I did. Why? That show is so sad. That show made me cry yeah. at every episode. I'm Which, not lying to you. I, I wasn't. I don't think I was emotionally episode. stable enough for it. Yes. Why do people see the show as a comfort show? It is so emotionally manipulative in like not even a sweet way. Like season one, I was rooting for Randall. And I liked the show for what it was, but like, of course, like you bring in the fat character whose whole storyline is about them wanting to lose weight. And it's like, we've seen this before. You have done this before. Like, give us something new. And of course, in the later seasons, they made her a whole person who just cared about like music and stuff like that, blah, 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 whatever. But like, gosh, when we finally figured out how their dad died, I was so, I was distraught. I was distraught. I was, (sighs) also Sterling K. Brown, that man, I, I hope he is never unemployed. I hope he is busy for the rest of his days because he deserves, he truly does. He is such a good actor. He, he is amazing. And when he had that mental breakdown in his office and then his brother came to hug him, I cried. I did. I cried and I cried hard. I cried hard. Like that show, all in all, I think the show's popularity brought on a wave of TV shows that were also as equally emotionally manipulative and just trying to be like, let's talk at the heartstrings of America and take these really emotional, deep stories and put them in every episode of our show that way people watch them and they're connected to it and they're obsessed with the show. Like A Million Little Things is a show that came out after This Is Us, after This Is Us got like all the Emmys and all the awards mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then there was a movie starring Oscar Isaac and um, I'm not sure who else was in the movie, Oscar... Isaac. I'm trying to find the movie Life. Life itself. That was a film that came out um, after This Is Us. Because people like this movie, the This Is Us creator wrote the show called Life Itself. No, the movie. Yeah. The This Is Us creator, Dan Fogelman, wrote the movie Life Itself. And it starred Oscar Isaac and Olivia Wilde, who I love so much. But the movie just didn't stack up to the show. Like the movie has a 13% Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Which is a which is a very dramatic shift. Like, how is it that you are the creator uh, creator of a show that has won so much has gotten so much acclaim and has got so much attention? And you write a movie and it flops just so hard. It's just like, you know, you know, like not everything you're going to make is a hit. Not everything you're going to write is going to be the best thing. That's only true for 
oh so many directors and so oh, so many writers mm-hmm. but um yeah this is us was really just a show that like i couldn't continue there were not enough happy moments in that show yeah. for to balance out the sad moments because each episode you watch and like you have to prepare yourself to cry you got to steal your body you got to prepare mm-hmm. yourself you know mm-hmm. it's like each and every episode is a whole therapy session and i did not agree to this it wasn't fun after a while it wasn't fun after a while and like there are certain episodes like the episodes where like randall's trying to get close to his father and his mm. father was like nearing the end of his life i was like this is too much for me this is way too much for me all in all very good show extremely talented cast all around wonderful i'm sure the show is going to go on for like seven seasons the same way parenthood did parenthood was better i'm gonna say that right now parenthood was better because the show was about the show was about like all white people whatever but it was dysfunctional it was funny it was interesting it felt real and it was over dramatic at times but you know what they kept it grounded in reality at certain points you know what i mean and there were sad parts of parenthood but it was pretty good for the most part and I did start watching Parenthood on Netflix. I didn't watch it when it aired because I think it was, I don't know what, I just didn't watch it when it aired. But I did start watching that show. It's another show that I started and it just didn't finish it. But it was also one of those shows I could watch around my parents. Uh, you know uh, I mean? mm-hmm. So that's why I started watching it. But yeah, I mean, you know, family shows and like shows that are very emotional, you know, usually that's my cup of tea, but This Is Us was just too much for me. Fair, fair. Okay. Are there any other shows that you started and you didn't finish? So there's one more that I'll talk about for a little bit. And then I have just like a spitfire speed round that I'm going to do, which is just like a bunch of shows I really don't want to talk about. I'm just going to say what they are and why I dropped them. It's like a quick, like, ending speed round. <laughs> but the show that I want to talk about, at least a little bit, is The Witcher. I So I watched all of season one, loved it, loved it. Um. And then season two, I'm not sure if it was just because it was so long between season one and season two. I say so long. It was like two and a half years. It wasn't like horribly long, but it was COVID long. It felt like forever. Um, but like, I'm not sure if it got more dense or if it just got thicker, if it got darker, but not in a good way and like kind of like a pretentious way. But I just could not get into season two. I watched like the first two episodes. I was like, I'm not enjoying this. I am forcing myself to watch this. I have no idea what's going on. I don't care about anything that's happening, which is so sad. And so, and so I, I let it go. I have to get into The Witcher. Maybe I could finish season two for you and let you know if it's good or not. Cause like, I hope so. Cause like I liked mm-hmm. season one. I legitimately enjoyed season one and I don't know what changed, mm-hmm. but it feels different and not in the good way. Right, 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 right. Okay. But, um, but yeah, maybe if I rewatch season one right before season two, so I'm much more caught up and familiar with everyone, because I didn't fully rewatch season one. I like read some like um like catch up, like you know those type of videos and articles. That's like what you need to know for season two of like whatever. Um, so like I did that because that's what I usually do, and I was like, okay, so I have a pretty good understanding of where all the characters are, and then that wasn't where they all were. I was like, what's the disconnect? Is there a time jump? Mm-hmm. Did we did we forget about some characters? Why we I I don't know. I can go back. Uh I'll probably try it again. It's just for now. It it hurts to say, but it, it's on the back burner right now. Okie dokie. Um uh, any other shows that you didn't finish? Are you ready for the speed round? Yeah. Do you have any ones that you want to talk about first? Um, let's see. Uh Orange is the New Black is one yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. Uh 
obviously we all started watching Orange is the New Black, but you know, after y'all killed off Pusay, I was ready to fight the writers. Because after I found out all the writers are white, man, Netflix, listen, lock them doors and turn them lights down low. Um, I was ready. <laughs> I was so upset. Pusay was a character everybody liked. I did not need an episode of police brutality. I didn't need it. You're in a prison. Like, Jesus Christ. That's another problem. Shows, it started off so funny and loving and great. And like the representation was good. And like a lot of people can say a lot about the writing. I can't say much about it because when I started watching the show, I thought it was the best thing I'd ever seen because I hadn't seen the show like with that many queer people in, in ever, mm-hmm. in ever. So I was like, I don't, shut up, shut up. This is mine. This is for me. This is for me. Shut up. But when Pusey, the I had to watch, like I couldn't look away from that scene. It stayed with me. And it still stays with me. And I'm still mad. I'm still so mad about it. Like, and I, I try to watch the next season and I finish the next season. And then I just like, I couldn't do it. Like I wanted to keep watching it for my girl, Danielle Brooks. I wanted to keep watching it for all the other actors. Like I, everyone except Alex and Piper were my favorite characters. Like even the Nazi chicks, I kind of like them. And that's saying a lot. Alex and Piper were so annoying. I do not understand why they were the main characters. They boring boring gosh like i do not care about these white women and their problems if you took piper out as these are two like you said you would have i would not care it would have made it more interesting because everyone else in the show has much more interesting backstories and lives than she does mm. why is she here she's supposed to be there for like nine months okay hit the bricks like you know what i'm saying and i think yeah orange is the new black and then i guess gossip girl oh i never finished <laughs> I never finished Gossip Girl. Like, it was a good show. It was a good show. But there's too much drama. Too many people are, this person's dating this person. This person hates this person. This person did this. This person did that. Sabrina possibly killed a man, but she didn't really kill a man. Like, it's just, it was so extra. And, you know, shout out to Blake Lively for, you know, surviving the show. And, keep, <laughs> and continually have a, and continue oh to have a God. career. Shout out to her. She was like, her, I'm going to say this, Leighton Messer, is a better actor than Blake Lively. Okay. And Leighton Messer did deserve a bigger career. That's my only controversial opinion. I like Blake Lively. I like her, but she plays the same role in almost every movie she's been in since mm-hmm. Gossip Girl. And Leighton Messer is just better. Like, I don't know how to say it. She's just better. And also, Michelle Trockbin, I don't know if that's her last name. I love her. I love her. And if she ever, if her career ever gets like a reboost or resurgence, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Also, the actress who played Vanessa on the show, that was my mess. That was the messiest bitch. And I liked her a lot. And she should have been Gossip Girl. She should have been Gossip Girl. Or Michelle Trockman should have been Gossip Girl. It should have been those two girls. I don't know why they made it Dan. Like this pasty white boy. Why would this pasty white boy care about what Serena is doing? Like, oh, he's been a stalker. Da, 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 da. Like, he couldn't have known the things that Gossip Girl knew and the things that she knew and the time that she knew them. Mm-hmm. She couldn't have possibly been it, done it. And like the reboot, I think there's a season two on the reboot. I tried watching it. The music is good. The casting is okay. It's giving paper bag tests, but you know, it's okay. But having Gossip Girl be the teachers this time around, it's giving criminal. It's giving charges. Yeah. It's giving shut the school down. You know what I mean? It's not like Gossip Girl can be anonymous once again you know i'm glad that kristen bell is the voice of gossip girl again because she deserves but 
I mean, that's it, really. You know what I mean? It was a cute show. Like, I love yeah. watching the show. I love watching the show because it was one of the only shows that depicted, like, rich people as they actually are, which is terrible people. Mm-hmm. And I love the fashion. Like, it was one of the oh, only shows whoa. that you could watch back then. And the fashion was actually good. Mm-hmm. It looked, like, everybody looked good. And <clears throat> is there anything else I want to say? Uh, homeboy, they're playing Dan, Ham- Dan Humphrey. You're okay. We already mm-hmm. talked about him. He's on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> we already yeah. talked about him. We've, uh, yeah, we've mentioned uh, him before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's okay. He's all right. Penn Badgley, that's the same. Penn Badgley, you're all right, you know. <laughs> Also, shout out to homegirl that played Jenny on the show. Shout out to her because she will forever go down to history as being that bitch that ran for the paparazzi. And I'm just gonna say that right now. I would say right now, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. I too would jump like Taylor Momsen. I too would have jumped out of a parking garage to keep someone from taking my picture. I feel that. As you should. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. And also, I love the pretty reckless. It's it's an awesome band. She makes great music. She deserves. She's a queen. And I think that's it. Okay, Spitfire round for me, cause so it is okay. Explanation for the Spitfire round. So the ones I'm about to Spitfire are all animes, and it's very common trope in anime community to start an anime and then drop it. Um, it's I would say it's even bigger than mainstream media. It's almost kind of like a flex in the anime mm-hmm. community a lot to like say that you started the anime and dropped it it gets really cheesy because then you get into the pretentious side like people saying they dropped a good anime like an anime that's really popular like yeah i just couldn't get into it it was so unrealistic like maybe i'm just not like everyone else because i did like there's a lot of that but these are just because i couldn't talk about shows that i've dropped without talking about animes so i have a list of a few i'm just gonna quickly like speed round boom 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 boom, boom. first one ruby we should have stopped it when Monty Ohm died. We're on volume eight, season eight. I still could not tell you the storyline. <laughs> I love the fight scenes in the early seasons, like season one, season two, season three. I was mm-hmm. amazed. I would watch just clips of the fight scenes because they were so well choreographed, but now I have no idea what's going on. And I really don't want to know what's going on. Um, when they cry, your story pacing is absolutely terrible. It, you try Ooh. so hard to be dark and like gritty. But like you're with kids and the kids aren't dark and gritty and they treat everything so light and playful and it doesn't work. And your story like goes super fast at the beginning and then it slows down and like it just drops. I can't. I can't. Um, and then the same thing for From the New World. Actually, I switched those two around. From the New World, give all those complaints to that. When they cry, I'm actually just going to give the complaint. I hate, hate, hate when I go and look up like what's going on to try to get more context, see if I forgot something. And the first thing that pops up is that this show is famously confusing and tries to be on purpose. So much so that the community can't even really figure out the correct timeline because of all the time jumps and time skips and it's about like looping in a circle. So you tried, it was okay. I like the idea. It just didn't perform very well. It's not your fault. No, actually it's kind of your fault. Oh, that's it. Uh, science gate. I, maybe I just tried to get too far into the science. Um, and I guess if I just glossed over the science and just pay attention to like the story, maybe I'd like it better. But the main character is such an asshole, I can't get into it. The Promised Neverland, I don't know why this mm. is even on here, because Promised Neverland didn't have a season two. I don't know. I don't know what all these news articles are about, about season two. It never happened. According to me, there was no season two. It ended at season one. It can stay one of my favorite animes. Beastars, um, again, no season two. We went to Beastars because we all want to become furries. We want to be sexually attracted to animals. I'm sorry, what? 
<laughs> and season two turned into like this murder mystery hunt who down whatever Beastars knew what it was in season one it had a fandom because of it and they completely pivoted and then they wonder why all their fans left don't look it up you don't want to look it up um, i already looked it up <laughs> i feel so bad for you um go and log in people are gonna hate me for that one it's so boring i hate it i don't care about any of the characters i know it's a lot of people's comfort animes it's some of my best friends favorite animes uh favorite anime it, it's sorry it's boring it's dumb it's cliche i'm so sorry welcome to demon school it's a little bit too fun and cutesy and dumb for me maybe i just watched it the wrong time because i want stuff more serious but all the characters are boring and act stupid all the time is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon to answer the question yes yes 100 percent is and it's even more wrong when you do it in the most uninteresting and boring way and none of your characters have any depth beyond like the second dimension peter grill is literally made for the anime boys who want to be proud that they watch anime i hate that's just like a male fetishization show and it's literally it's just everything that these men wish that they were and they pump the show up because they believe that they're actually the main character you are not you will never be him um and then dead man wonderland is just boring and gritty and tries too hard as oddly sexual for a show that had no need to be sexual whatsoever okay that's all sorry i just had to i had to air out my grievances no, you were right to do so. You were right to air out those grievances. I appreciate it. I tried to do as quickly and... as succinctly as possible. <laughs> I think the last show I have on my list is Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, mm-hmm. I tried watching that show, like season one, I gave it a shot, but I feel like Tina Fey was going too hard on trying to be like making offensive comedy. And then she did this interview with Jimmy Fallon where she was like, at this point, I'm going to make comedy and I don't care what people say, which is a very bad take to have because a lot of people are upset with the show because one of the, the one Asian male character on the show had a name called Dong and they very clearly gave him that name as a joke as a mm-hmm. way to, you know, make fun of um, Asian or like, you know, non-white people's names. Um there was one character, Titus Burgess. He's like the best person on the show. And I feel like that's the reason why a lot of people kept watching the show for him. And I tried to keep watching it, but I just wasn't, I just couldn't get into it. And the storyline of like a woman trapped in a cellar by a man and then escaping. That's, you? Uh, it's just like, it was four women, four like Amish women or like, I don't know, something close to Amish be trapped by their pastor because they thought that the, the end of the world was going on. That story is already something that's so sensitive and mm-hmm. like not something that's funny or something that should be joked about. And you make it the premise of your show. And then like, she goes off to New York, which like a lot of women who are held in captivity are not okay. Like a lot of trauma happens in there, usually sexual trauma. And like, it's not, the way they did the show was like very cutesy like she was innocent like she didn't understand things and like she doesn't get stuff like she's never been a black person before a gay person before it's like i i don't know it's just, it was giving white woman it's giving white woman vibes you know mm-hmm. what i mean like there was one episode where like titus dresses up as a werewolf and he talks about how he's treated better as a werewolf than as a black man which is like interesting commentary but like not interesting enough and then season two there was an episode where titus did a um show dressed up as a Japanese woman and it was it was very um controversial let me see if I can look it up Titus Burgess um it it wasn't good and 
Kimmy Schmidt, like the show overall has a very bad problem with race and like racial jokes. Mm-hmm. And the show, like the scene in season two was Titus dressing up as a Japanese geisha. And he claims that he has been one in the past life. And it's, it's not, it's not good. You know, there are a lot of like people that came out, like a lot of well-known Asian American actors and directors spoke up about this and said that like this scene is not cute, it's not great. Like the criticism of this scene was all over the criticism for that episode was all over the place. And like I just couldn't I at some point like you can make okay, white people should stay away from jokes about race. You know, like white people, no, white people should just stick to their own race, just like in general. Yeah. Like if you want to make, if you want to make, make fun of yourself, you make racial jokes, you have all of Europe that you can make fun of. Yeah. I guarantee you, you can make fun mm-hmm. of any country in Europe, and you won't get yeah. this backlash. Y'all have done enough. Make fun right? of the Norwegians. Make yeah, fun of like, the French. But make we, fun of your mom. Have, no, no. Do you know what we literally have that? Emily in Paris. No yeah. one's speaking about the controversy. Like some French people are like, okay, well, we aren't actually like that. Like, no one's legitimately mad at Emily in Paris, even though all it does is make fun of French people. Because you're making fun of your own race. You're making fun of your own yeah. culture. Keep doing that, and you'll stop having problems. Make fun of the English. No one gets mad when people make fun of the British accent. Nobody does. Nobody is like, we need to cancel this show because it makes fun of the British accent. Also, if you oh. want to make fun of, like, cultural, like, food or something, make fun of Norwegian food. They have some weird stuff. Like, I like it, but, like, make fun of that. They, they eat some weird type of fish. They have some weird, like, cobbled together, like, meals. If you gotta make racial jokes, make it about your own race. There's plenty of material to work with there. It was worse enough when we found out that, like, um, one of the characters in the show is apparently Native American. And, um, like, this character, who's played by a white woman, has actual Native American actors playing her parents, which is good. But when there are scenes swapping back to her talking to her parents, she's in very obvious brown face and she has like brown contacts in to make her look more Native American. And it could have been easy enough to just cast someone who's Native American rather than casting your white friend and putting on too much bronzer on them. But, uh, you know, Tina Fey making jokes that are ignorant, bad, and just like overallly like a weird taste in your mouth is not something that is foreign to her. It's very much true to like her roots at 30 Rock and she's never strayed away from that. And like, she's a really talented writer, director, actress, overall funny comedian. Um, But Kimmy Schmidt is just like a poor reflection of like her own comedy. And it's giving like, I get it. I'm a liberal, you know what I mean? And like, I understand because I'm white. And then- they make that subtle joke that you shouldn't, they make a subtle racist joke and it's like, that's not funny. Like, like mm-hmm. you don't understand, I voted for Obama. Like, you don't get it. Like, I, I recycle. It's like, it's giving those kind of vibes. Yeah. So, Kimmy Schmidt was a show that I never finished watching. And I think there was also a movie for that show and like, I just couldn't do it. You know, Titus Burgess, I love I, ne- I don't think I ever watched it because I was like, <clears throat> I can't do this. <clears throat> yeah, like, <clears throat> as much as, we can admire Tina Fey for breaking the boundaries that she did and, you know, doing all that she's done for women in comedy. It's just like, I, I'm, I'm happy for Titus, at least. I'm happy that he got 
a role in the show that's very popular and a role in the show done by someone who is as well known as Tina Fey. And I think that, you know, he just deserves. Mm-hmm. It's He simply deserves, that's all. And yeah, I think those are all the shows that I finished, I didn't watch, that I did finish watching at least. <clears throat> yeah. Oh. Uh, okay, great. So if that's it, we're just gonna go into the last segment of the show, which is I'll Pass, where we talk about movies and TV shows that we're passing on, or we talk about some film industry news that we're just over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glenn, is there anything that you want to say before we head out? Mobius. I oh saw my gosh! It, we, because we've been talking about the 2012 <laughs> to 2014 era, babe, when I saw it, I was like, what in the super hulak are we doing here? I really can't. Oh my gosh. It looks like it was made in like 2013. It's trying so hard to be that like angsty vampire. Like I'm going to unleash myself and I'm tired of holding back. I want to be aggressive. I want to be the evil person. Like stop. Yeah. Have you not seen this before? This was overdone eight years ago. Eight years ago, we were already oversaturated with these type of stories. You know, I remember seeing a, a clip of the Mobius trailer on TikTok because for some reason, now when I scroll on TikTok, I see like two lives and like two ads after one after the other. And I don't know what they're trying to do. Like, show me another ad. I'm getting off this freaking app. All right, stop it. I don't like it. And whenever an ad has the comments on, I will pause the ads to read the comments. No, absolutely. The comments are always better than the ad. The comments are always better. And all the comments under that Mobius trailer that I saw on TikTok was like, why don't people not like Jared Leto? Why don't people not like Jared Leto? He's a bad actor mm-hmm. and a bad person. Mm-hmm. He was biting people on the set of this movie to stay in character. The, the way that Jared Leto goes through every horrible, Jared terrible- Leto would email, would like, he talked about it on the set of Suicide Squad, like how he would like mail people like dead animals. He would mail people like porn magazines. Like Will Smith talked about how Jared Little left used condoms on set, and he was like, "I can't." Yeah, he would, <laughs> would fight him. Use condoms, like it would... Listen, if Will Smith wants to fight you, you done something wrong. Because that man, that's a nice man. He's a very tolerant man. All right, like if Will like, Smith is ready to go down. Thing. Here's the thing. I I have a lot of feelings about method acting back and forth, but it can be boiled down to this simple simple sentence. I can justify in my mind at least, the method used, as long as the result is good. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a little bit weird on set, like there's some examples of actors who are like, they aren't like bad to work with or anything, they're just, they're closed off. Like their character is a closed off character, so they don't talk to anyone on set, they don't become friends with anyone on set, they're very much like, don't talk to me unless it's about exactly what we're shooting, that type of person, because that's what their character is like. And it comes out good, like they're not being an asshole to anyone, and it shows on screen like, oh, they they nailed that performance. But if you're going being wild and crazy, like what Jared Leto was doing, and then like we see the result of the Joker in Suicide Squad, the method wasn't worth it because I see nothing. Mm-hmm. You're giving nothing. <sighs> like your methods aren't working, so we need to give them up. Point blank, simple. It's it's not. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Like. Yeah. Like, he's I'm not sorry, the... I saw it when I was, like, watching the Batman, like, it was one of the trailers. Mm-hmm. I was like, dear Lord, please help me. And, like, I was surrounded by people. Like, I, like, I didn't know a single other person there. I went by myself. Mm-hmm. And yet I still felt so embarrassed because, like, obviously, like, I was, I, I was on Tumblr. I was one of, those, one of those girls. I was like, 
I feel so I felt I felt like standing up and apologizing because if it wasn't for like people like me, they would have never gotten this idea to make this movie like this because this is a direct result of us amping these movies and yeah. these series back in the day. I was like, I would like to apologize. I was like 11 when these movies first start coming out. I am so sorry <clears throat> for what you guys now have to witness. I, 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 uh, listen, Jared Leto, we need, I don't, I don't like that man. I didn't like when he got so comfortable with like all the attention he was getting. And then that subsequently let him, led him to, you know, having women live with him on a ranch that was very reflective of uh, cults, even though he may openly say that it wasn't one. I don't give a fuck. It was still weird as shit, man. Yeah, Jared Leto is not, he's not, he's not that guy. He's just not, uh, I, I don't, uh, 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 oh, this is what I remembered I was going to say. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there are times where I really would have stopped myself from being a fangirl and being weird. Cause like I used to be someone who wasn't obsessed with celebrity culture in such a way. Like I would never read gossip magazines. I would see them at the grocery store. I was like, that's all fake. That's all fake news. I know it's mm-hmm. bullshit. And they're also bullshit. Like gossip magazines are all full of lies and trash. Obviously. Don't even look at them. Don't glance at them. Don't bother with them. But TikTok has slowly edged me into the world of blind items. And oh, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm, mm-hmm. looked up a blind item about Kid Cudi and apparently he told off Jared Leto at a SAG party because he's being rude to an actress. And that's when I was like, that's my man. Oh, that's my gosh. man. Because fuck Jared Leto. Okay. Fuck Jared Leto. Okay. I was like, yes, come on, King. Yeah, let him know what it is. Because it was like this A minus actor with uh, impeccable shoe game and everyone was talking about kick out of your shoes at the saga war so i was like okay i know it's him but selling off another a minus actor for being rude to this actress and i was like that's him i was like yeah yeah that's it that's it but you know i really wish jared i really wish mobius like when it comes out i'm not gonna watch it i'm not no when it comes mobius. out i'm going to tweet about how bad it is i'm not gonna watch it i'm just to tweet about how bad it is and also, it's going to be one of those films that comes out and people are going to be like, I don't care if you don't like Jared Leto. I don't care if you don't agree with like things he's done in the past. It's a good movie and we should support him otherwise. Like, but it's not no. a good movie. I can tell I you, like, I saw the movie. trailer. It's not a good movie. I don't even know what you're pretending for. I don't care if people say they like that movie. So what? So what? I'm not watching it. I cannot watch a movie just because I don't like an actor. Me not liking an actor is reason enough for me to not watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Me not liking an actor is a reason enough for me not to support this movie. He's like, oh, you should just watch the movie anyways, because it's not like that much goes into people going to see movies and tickets and having butts and seats in the theaters is what makes actors and actresses more marketable to other studios to put them in more movies. Mm-hmm. And if I need to be the one person that doesn't see Mobius, then I will be that one person because I'm not going to see this movie. Jared Leto is not getting a dime out of me. I don't care if he gets 0.000025 cents out of every movie ticket someone buys. He's not getting my 0.00025 cents. Mm-hmm. Period. That's mm-hmm. it. Like, y'all can pack it up. I do not care if you like the fact that he looks like Jesus. That man is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Also, all right? I also, don't trust him. Also, baby doesn't look like Jesus. Jesus wasn't... Jesus wasn't, Jesus wasn't pasty. Jesus was closer to our skin tone. Okay, yeah. Jesus was shopping in our section of mm-hmm. the, the makeup department. Please, don't play with me. Looks don't... like Jesus, my ass. I'm embarrassed for them. I really do just like... Mm-mm. Nope, 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 nope. Nope, absolutely not. Yeah. 
<clears throat> All right. So I have one thing I want to say. Okay. And this is a little political, but we just got to get political. We just got political. <laughs> <laughs> so we all know what's happening in Ukraine right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we stand with Ukraine. No war. Fuck Russia. Right. Uh, there was a news report that came out, I think today or yesterday, mm-hmm. that Russian operative, Russian media basically want them to use Tucker Carlson more. Basically instructing Russian citizens to watch Fox News more and watch Tucker Carlson's reports more often. And we all know that Fox News is American propaganda that is leaning heavily towards white supremacist, you know, rhetoric. And Tucker Carlson is at the forefront of that of someone who is against critical race theory. And his show is one of the most popular shows, headlining shows on Fox. Tucker Carlson is one of the only shows on television right now where advertisers will repeatedly drop out and people will repeatedly ask. Uh, brands to not advertise on Fox when that show comes on and yet that show will still get millions of viewers and Fox will keep him on because he is the star of the show right now like he has fully replaced Bill O'Reilly as the head of conservative media and he is the talking head that people look to and for Tucker Carlson to be seen as the favorite of the Kremlin should let you know enough that that man is a terrible horrible man and mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't care about both sides Tucker Carlson is a racist Tucker Carlson is a white supremacist. He gets on TV every single day and he spouts out incredibly harmful, disgusting, dangerous rhetoric that is now being supported by a country that is invading a peaceful country that was bordering them and didn't do anything wrong and is trying to incite a war that could possibly hurt the entire globe. And the fact that this man who has been, have advertisers have dropped out, people have asked him to take this guy off the air and he has been just uplifted and appraised and approved by so many terrible people such as Donald Trump and other horrible people who are white supremacists should tell you enough that like the media that you watch and consume it's not just tv it's not just the news like the news shouldn't just be entertainment the news is essential and it should be something that is there to educate and inform people about what's going on around the world so that people know what's going on so that they can be aware of the things happening around the globe and it shouldn't be stuff to try and make people believe lies, controversies, and conspiracies that are based in lies. Simple as that. And Tucker Carlson, you know, I don't know how that man sleeps at night. I don't know how that man can live with himself. But I know for certain that if a country that was run by a man who possibly has dementia, who wants to lead the world into a nuclear war that's something that we have never seen before if he favored my television program overall i would Mm -hmm. pull that show off the air expeditiously expeditiously you got me fucked up all right how are you gonna feel you feel so comfortable telling people not to get a vaccine for a disease that is killing people every day and now there's an entire country that wants to go to war with everyone else and you just want to get behind your little desk and read off the teleprompter and you're okay with that? Your soul is okay? That's right in your spirit? You think when you meet the father at the heavenly gates, he's gonna let you in? Huh? Please. So yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tucker Carlson, you know, you can eat shit for all I care. Yeah, that's it. (sighs) I'm so like, I can't even watch the news. I can't even look at the news every day. Something worse, something worse. Why are we going to war? You thought it was, you didn't, you didn't think, you couldn't think, you couldn't, you couldn't believe, you couldn't imagine. I get paid $14 an hour. I don't need this shit. And here we go. 
here we are. I can't. Oh my gosh. And also I can't be the kind of person who like gives into nihilism. Like I simply cannot be the person that is like, oh, well, the world's going to trash. So who cares? Nothing matters. Like I have to have hope. I need to have some kind of hope at the end of the day that things are going to get better. And it's hard to do that. It's imperialism and capitalism truly is the big brother of like, let's just screw up everything. Like they really are those girls that are like, let's just destroy everything. Am I the villain? Am I the bad guy? I have to have the bad guy. Maybe I am. Am I the drama? I don't think I'm the drama. That's imperialism and capitalism. Both of them. Just mm. two peas in a pod. Absolutely. The snake eating its own head. Just completely screwing us all over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Mm-hmm. So, guys, I hope you <laughs> guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, you know, feel free to check us out Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. All our links are in the description. Be feel, feel free to check me and Glenn out on all our social media. And, you know, if you have any suggestions or any questions, feel free to hit, hit us up on Instagram. And we will see you guys next week with another episode. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.